0: Welcome to Fresno's Best Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Maddox. Today is a special episode focused around Measure E, which is a proposal to raise a small tax to build and improve infrastructure at Fresno State. Today we have David Tangipa on the show, an advocate for Measure E, a former Fresno State student athlete, and a three-time Fresno State graduate, who's been campaigning for the measure and is here to share why he thinks you should vote yes. I raise some important concerns that have been brought up about the measure, and I will let you decide which way you want to vote. Please enjoy our conversation, and Baker will take us there. David, where do you like to eat in Fresno? Where do I like to eat? I actually do
1: really enjoy Gus's Kebab in the middle of downtown Fresno. I mean, it is probably one of my favorite spots to eat. I go there a lot with other coworkers and then former individuals that I used to know. I eat there once a week, and it is a ritual that we will always go there once a week. So,
0: What's the staple
1: for you there? Uh, The staple for me is there... Cream, it's there, it's Gus's creamy chicken, is what it's called. And it is every single person that I've taken there or I've had meetings with or lunch meetings, every single person, they all say the exact same thing. It is the best Mediterranean they have ever eaten.
0: Really? Because I I haven't had it and I I consider myself somewhat of a connoisseur of it. So I, I need to I need to try this. Can you describe a little bit more of the creamy chicken dish, what it is? So it's I it's basically a garlic sauce. With the creamy chicken, but I think
1: what he does, the cook there, he actually puts like curry. It has like a yellow curry in the garlic sauce, and I love curry and Indian food and different things like that. So that mixture of Mediterranean food and the the curry flavor, I love it. Absolutely love it. And and it's actually a really really good deal that if you go with five individuals, um, you could actually order their big plates, which I mean, it comes out to about ten dollars an individual doing it that way. So they still relatively cheap, um, really good food, and huge portions. I mean, the food is perfect, in my opinion. Mm. Definitely, uh, I would love to treat you there if if uh, if you're open to it. It's right it's right next to um, really the Hall of Records, right off of M Street, and right
0: across the street from the County uh, Elections Office. That's amazing. I would love to go. And you know, when we've talked to talked to previous guests, and that, given that this is always the first question, um, I'm always looking for unexpected um, answers because you know w- there tends to be patterns in what people like and uh, certain <laughs> common places that a lot of people go to. So this was fun to get a new one. Uh, but let's jump into the topic that uh, we're talking about today and the focus of this conversation, which is uh, Measure E. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of want to structure the conversation to kind of give some backdrop, uh, to Measure E, um, talking about funding and talking about some of the problems um, at Fresno State that this is a solution to. So we're going we're to start with the background before we really get into the specifics. Um, can you talk a little bit about the state of Fresno State and why uh, additional funding to maintain the campus is needed?
1: So realistically, if you look at Fresno State, it's it's obviously, it's part of the CSU system. And um, it is it is in the CSU system currently right now, the most affordable CSU system. And that is a good thing and a bad thing in, in the same regards. One, it's a good thing because it really gives a lot of people the opportunity, whether if they're not really well off or they're first time college, you know, individuals who want to go to college. Um, it gives them the opportunity to for college to actually still be affordable. Um, Realistically, if you look at it, our tuition yearly is less than $8,000 a year. We're about $3,600 a semester right now. And by doing that, somebody in Fresno still has the opportunity to get a job either at a restaurant or doing something else and still able to afford paying for college without going into an insurmountable large amount of debt. Um, I'd like to use USC as an example because they are $75,000 a year compared to ours. And that's really realistically where also being the most affordable college, we actually have limitations on 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 really on programs that we want to expand out. It actually keeps our budget fairly smaller than a lot of other state schools. Um, but if you're looking at it, our demographics, especially being in Fresno County, isn't the most well-off as it is compared to different areas. A lot of people like to compare us to San Diego State or to San Jose State. But if you look at just their median income, our median income, I believe, in Fresno is right around, what is it, $48,000 a year? Mm -hmm. And the median income in San Jose, I I believe, is like almost $100,000 a year. It's pretty close, pushing upwards of the $90,000 a year. And that's a huge difference. But keeping with it, on why are you are you looking more for just fresno state in itself or well so
0: measure e is is raising money um (laughs) and 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 raising that money to address certain problems whether Mm -hmm. those are programming problems whether those are infrastructure problems so i'm looking for i guess some specifics about um why the money is being raised what problems it will alleviate. So you kind of set the big picture background for us, but now Mm. let's get specific into the specific issues Fresno State is having. Yep. So exactly. So with Measure E, we're looking at raising
1: money and having the community of Fresno. So it's a Fresno County sales tax that um, it basically it's 0.2% of every cent in Fresno County through a sales tax goes to Fresno State. And with that, just to put it in easier terms, it's one penny off of every $5 spent in Fresno County. So what that also means is, is that if somebody orders from Madeira or they order from Tulare or Kings or any of that, that pulls from a Fresno warehouse and they order online, they are actually included with that since it pulls from Fresno County. And with that, one cent of every $5 spent goes to the university. And the reason why we see that as a huge need right now Um, And the best example is to build out the the infrastructure is I like to look at the nursing program. Our nursing program this year alone, 280 4.0 nurses applied to the Fresno State Nursing Program. Only 65 can get added to a cohort per year. And if we're looking at the Valley as a whole, we have a thousand nursing positions open right now all across the Valley that expands to Kern County and goes all the way up to the southern portion of Sacramento County. And with that, if we can build infrastructure to add more nurses, that is something that we desperately need here. Um, With with that, 284.01 applied, that doesn't even include the 3.8s, the 3.6s, or anything else between that. So that means out of 280, the 220 4.0 nurses are now going to find some other nursing school. And if you look at the data, Uh, Most nurses actually stay within about 100 miles around the nursing school that they go to because they make a lot of contacts while they're in nursing school off of going to different, um, you know, clinicals where they're spending time there with other doctors and building relationships. So we're losing those 220 best of the best. The different areas that I think that we should keep them here. Another example that we we like to talk about is the criminology department. Right now in the current climate and what we see happening politically around the, the United States, is that if we expand our criminology department and we really train, develop, and create some highly educated, highly qualified individuals that then go on to apply for our sheriff's department, for our police department, I think that is where everybody is looking at. We want the best of the best when it comes to those individuals policing the community. We want community invested individuals. And, and if you look at Fresno State, about 70% of all the graduates, again, stay within a hundred miles of Fresno State. Fresno State really is a community school. Most individuals who go there, a lot of them stay. I'm an individual who's an example of, I came from Sacramento, came here, I played football here, I graduated with three different degrees here, and I'm not going anywhere else. And that I think is the Fresno effect where a lot of people are looking at it as, this is an opportunity to invest in our community and actually create our community as a whole better, whether it's nursing, police officers, building out the ag- the agriculture department where we're focused on research and development, where we if we can give the ag department more research and development areas, that's something that we should all see, especially being unfortunately now the third largest ag producing county. We were the first for the past five years, I believe, but this year the numbers came in last week and we're the third at $8 billion. And to quantify that number, the entire country of Ukraine was $20 billion in ag and we're at $8 billion just here in Fresno County alone. So if we're able to supplement that area and grow it, we not only become just regionally powerful, we become nationally powerful and globally as well. And that is where looking and investing and asking the community to invest in Fresno State, that is where I do see the
0: general benefit for everybody. So its it sounds like there's a lot of expansion talk. Is there also going to be, uh, is some of the part of the need for this is like repairing existing infrastructure as well? That is exactly what they're looking at. So if we can build and expand, if you look
1: at Fresno State, Fresno State plan started in, I believe, 1946. And some of those buildings are still used today and really haven't been updated. There's a couple new areas. We have the new student, the new Resnick Center. There's the Jordan College of Ag, which was given by the Jordan family. There's the Madden Library, which was helped out by Table Mountain. but if you look at some of the main buildings, the social science department, um, I'm forgetting it's even our theater department, all of those are the original buildings from 1946 and built and I believe completed in 1952. That really needs infrastructure. If you look at it, some of them have four feet concrete
0: walls, which are pretty outdated when it comes to a college university. Yeah. So, does the state provide any funding for updating infrastructure? Because uh, so, because we're talking about like raising local funds, and obviously mm-hmm. the California State University system is um, part of a statewide program. So why is there why are we not receiving enough funds from the state uh, to be able to keep up with other universities? So the the question about the state is very interesting to me, and it's something that I believe
1: is always seen when it comes to the Valley. Why hasn't the Valley received enough funding from the state? And I think that's something that a lot of us we see that's pretty evident. The state likes to allocate funding per population. They like to go to LA and Southern California. They like to go to the Bay. They like to go back to San Diego. Then they like to go to that Northern Sacramento, North Bay area. And then the Valley as a whole gets whatever's left over. And realistically, what I see, what Measure E is gonna do is something similar to what Measure C did. Measure C was the road tax that happened in Fresno County I believe in the late 80s. Um, and with that, they were able the, the county of Fresno was able able to raise funds to where the state come, they came in and they matched that. So if we're able to take care of the seed funding and then the state to say, like, okay, well, you guys have a project here, let's let's partner up. You guys did 20 million, we'll give you 40 million to help finish the project, to where we're allowed to use local funds as that seed money to get the rest of the work done. With measure C, I see specifically we wouldn't have the East 180 corridor without Measure C. We wouldn't have that Northern extension of the 41 without Measure C. We wouldn't have what is potentially the next extension South without that. And what Measure C did was provide that seed funding for the state to come in and weigh in. And now that's what I see with Measure E. I wish the state would step in and say, hey, we're taking care of Fresno State a little bit more. We're going to provide that funding but they're not. And we've had to deal with that previously before with the roads and the freeway system that we wanted here. And now we're going to have to do it again with Measure E saying that, hey, we have $20 million going to build out research facilities for our nursing department. Can we get supplemental income from the state to build out on a state-owned entity? And that is where I really do see the direction in, in that we would be able to plant the seed, and the state would come in and backfill on some of that end as well.
0: You know, and I I know that there's been a lot of discussion as to why this is necessary, and contrasting it with schools that can raise bonds for specific mm-hmm. things, and how it's complicated when you have a university that encompasses a region, but it doesn't have the same kind of neighborhood uh, ability to raise bonds like Clovis mm-hmm. does for its school system and. Uh, you know, similar situations in school districts that I've worked in. Let's, um, let's kind of transition to talking a little bit about how the money will be uh, divided. I do know that there, and this is what we're going to come to some of the common concerns so you can address them in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know that uh, there is a two thirds um, division for academics and that's a minimum. That's a, that's a floor, not a ceiling. Um, and then there's a one third division for sp- for athletic programs and that's um, a maximum and that's a maximum uh mm-hmm. can you um, I i guess we might as well jump into concerns can you alleviate the concerns of someone that might look at this and say well you know they'll use a third of it directly for things like football stadiums and stuff like that um but then they might use some of the academic money for scholarships for athletes, and then it will just all just get funded directly to the athletic programs. How would you respond to someone who has those concerns?
1: Well, it would be very interesting to see some of the ways that you would have to jump through those hoops to get it towards an athletic position, but realistically, with two-thirds going to the academic portion of it, if you're looking at it over that 20-year period that Measure E is supposed to sunset after 20 years, it would raise $720 million altogether, which is, I believe, about $480 going to the academic portion of it. And then two third, one third of that actually goes to the academics from that $720, and that's $240 million. You mean with athletics, that, you
0: said academics, right?
1: Well it's to- $480 480 for the athletics or 480 for the academics portion and 240 for the athletics portion. Got it, and so got that's it. that's it in fixed numbers, in just about projected numbers. $36 million a year over 20 years is what's expected to be raised. So $12 million for the athletics and the $24 million for academics. It's it would be speculative for somebody to say, oh, they're just gonna work their ways around. I can tell you $720 million will change this community by doing those investments. And a lot of people like to, to they like to separate the athletics portion and the academics portion. And I don't think we should do that anymore. It's really more of like a right hand and a left hand. The ac- the athletics portion of the university is the marketing arm for the university in itself. I like to ask individuals that say, well, why why should athletics even be a part of this. And then I asked them, I was like, well, have you ever heard of the University of Alabama? And Mm. I think most people have heard of that university. And then I asked them why. I'm a former criminology department um, graduate myself. I asked them why. And I say, it's probably most likely not because of Alabama's criminology department, I'm assuming. And everybody knows that. Of course, it's from their athletics program and and what they've been able to do. And that is the national marketing arm. Fresno State this year alone, all 12 of their football games, and this is just football. I'm not counting any other sports. All 12 of them are on nationally televised games. And that is where we get to get in front of everybody on the East Coast. We get to get in front of everybody all across the nation that wants to tune in, probably whether they're putting on a football game or they're putting on something that's just in the background we are getting in front of that many people. And that is where supplementally, it'll bring in additional income, where if athletics rise and we are able to build infrastructure for them and give those individuals an opportunity to truly succeed, the academics portion of it will get more funding. If you look at the University of Alabama, I mean, they've won national championships and they've won their conference and they've done that to where it leads to their criminology department, They're building out a law school right now, and the additional money that they've been able to receive from being a successful nationally branded team to their academics has brought in so much more revenue that academics could never do, in my opinion, it's unfortunate. And the only academic schools that are able to do that are schools like Yale, Harvard, the Ivy Leagues that are stapled in our mind as these are the education schools. Most other schools really don't get that opportunity, but they take the opportunity when it comes from athletics. And so that's where I look at it as if we're able to build the infrastructure on both sides, they rise together. A lot of people forget that on the student athlete side of it, they are student athletes first. They are all, they all have a degree. I'm a former student athlete myself. And I graduated from with political science, criminology, and I got a master's in business. And now I'm somebody that's, here in the community. I didn't make it to the NFL. I didn't go anywhere else, but I am I want to be right here and I want to help the university. And I think that's where a lot of people like to separate, oh, the athletes are over there. Well, we're students first and yeah. then we are athletes and we're representatives of the community. And it's really a right hand and a left hand. And when we come together, we can be a national brand where athletics and academics rise together.
0: You know, there is a reality to what you're describing of the interconnectedness between Athletics and universities. And I think when people are feeling like their tax dollars are getting spent on sports that, you know, are not what in their mind is the purpose of education, you know. And then I, mm-hmm. I understand they're interrelated. That's where people get start to question whether it's using the money in the way it should be used. But I I think you're right. I think uh A lot of us know about universities through their athletic programs. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't know them through academics. And, and, you know, I would love if a student came to Fresno State because of athletics, but then was able through the educational programs uh, to benefit in that direction as well. (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, Um, I think
1: that's actually why I wanted to work on this campaign is I think, and, you know, just to say it, I think I am the example of that. I noticed that I came to this school for athletics, but I saw my opportunity was through academics. I finished my degrees in three years and I got football to actually pay for half of my master's degree to where the rest of it, it, they already lined up a job for me to go on to. I worked for supervisor Nathan Magsig. I had an internship that I did um, in real estate. I now have my own real estate portfolio. I'm 26 years old, and it set me up to use the university in itself, do their academic portion of it, to really exceed, and I mean, I'm in a greater position for it. My family, uh, my mom's ar- originally from Tonga, so that's why I got that funky last name that most people don't know how to say, um, and I'm the first person from our tiny island to actually graduate from college, where my mother didn't even go to elementary school. And that is where I see the benefit of what Fresno State can truly do with working together as the opportunity to go. Somebody comes in through athletics, but so many get to exceed because of academics. And that is where, realistically, I do see that as a possibility
0: because I am the example
1: of that possibility.
0: Okay. So a few more questions. um, And think about this as persuading the uh, undecided voter. Mm -hmm. Um, because that's what we're ultimately here to do is kind of talk about it and give people the best information possible so they can make the best decision. So another concern, and this one was actually raised by councilman Arias, uh, when he was talking about why he decided to come out against measure E was that he said that only the state can increase the size of programs like nursing programs. And while we will be able to build out better facilities for programs, uh, We'll also have to have money set aside for increasing staff, having more supervisors for potential nurses in our community. So how would you address those concerns?
1: So that would say that exactly with that we would look upon. I know uh, Assemblyman Patterson has been working on it. I know Senator Grove is somebody that is really interested in working and helping us out. I know we want um, Assemblyman Joaquin Rambula to also participate. That again, if we now have the seed funding, it's it, it's we're able to then ask the state, "Hey, we have the funding now. Would you like to partner in on that?" Where before what I would say is, well, if we keep doing the same thing, we're going to keep getting the same results that if we do nothing, then we should expect nothing. Because if, if the state hasn't been able to step in and do this prior to, if we don't have measure E in place, what's going to change their mind to really bring them in and say like, okay, well now you guys haven't done anything else. So now we'll just give you the funding where I say with measure E we're able to say, we want to do $50 million to the nursing department to really expand so we can ensure every single one of those 4.0, the best of the best, stays right here in the Central Valley and addresses that thousand nurse need that we have right now. We have $50 million in place. Will the state weigh in and, and now match us with another $50 million? I think is a bigger realistic possibility than saying, well, we probably shouldn't do Measure E because the state needs to weigh in and they need to do it. But well, then that means we're, we're not doing anything and we're waiting for somebody else to do something else when we've always done it, the blue collar way here in the Valley where the residents always stepped up. Madera County has done the same thing with Measure T and their roads tax. So where they're getting the state to do some more seed funding. Fresno mm-hmm. County has done it with Measure C on their road tax. And I think we could do it again with Measure E
0: got it so someone's got to make the first move we're just as a community deciding to be the ones to make the first move in terms of saying we're going to invest in this will you meet mm-hmm. us where we are um another that's, concern that's exactly that's Go exactly
1: ahead. what i see if we we i don't see it as a time that we need to wait for somebody to do something different i think the community is coming together and saying we need it now
0: okay another concern that was raised is if our community is going to be taxed um should our community get some preferential treatment in terms of admission to different programs, or we raise a tax on our community and, you know, let's say our nursing program increases in size and some of the folks that live in the Bay area or Southern California uh, see that they have a better shot of getting into a nursing program here at Fresno state, because it's increasing and then people from out of the Valley will come and benefit. But it sounds like what you're saying is that those people will stay here in theory um, and invest in the community, but mm-hmm. should the actual community that's being taxed also get some benefit from this? What is what's the benefit of this for the community as a whole? So that's exact. I one hundred percent believe that if the
1: County of Fresno residents are investing in Fresno State, they deserve to be the direct benefits from that investment in itself. And that is where I see with the Board of Supervisors, so Fresno County Board of Supervisors, they get to do the oversight committee that then gets to approve all of the funds in which Fresno State wants to do. With that, the public now has a position in what Fresno State can do and how they spend that $720 million over the next 20 years. In that part of the written legislation specifically talks about disadvantaged um, communities getting the benefit of, basically it's, uh, I believe what it states is, uh, disadvantaged communities have the opportunity for scholarships through this. And that is where I believe if it's from Fresno County residents, All of those opportunities need to be given to Fresno County residents, whether if we're addressing the south side of Fresno County or if we're going all the way out to Fireball or if we're finding some students up in Sierra High School or if we're going all the way down to Selma, it should be from Fresno County residents. And that is where I believe in that public portion now, the public gets a say in where these dollars go. $720 million will be controlled by the Fresno County Board of Supervisors. And they're appointed individuals to that oversight committee to where I would recommend and actually plan on helping more and more individuals really weigh in on the public process and saying, well, we want this disadvantaged community specifically from Fresno County to where if they're getting scholarships or if they get benefit from
0: these programs that are built out, those locally here in the Valley do get preferential treatment. Yeah. And you brought up the last concern that I was going to talk about, which is the uh, oversight committee. Um, The measure doesn't lay out how these people will be selected. Um, It doesn't lay out a rubric for decision making. How can people trust a committee of people that are not elected to make good decisions for Fresno State?
1: Well, it's it it has a little bit stated in there currently right now. I, I don't think it was formulated on that portion accurately because it is the board of supervisors that gets to decide how the committee's set up okay. um, and currently right now it states that there would be five one from each supervisor that's probably not accurate it most likely will be two from each supervisor so with two oversight chairs which one will most likely be a supervisor but each supervisor will probably get two appointments one member at large and one that lives in their rural district or in their district so for all five Fresno County districts, each area would probably have two representatives. And that is where the public actually does, even though it's an appointed position, it's appointed by an elected official by the public. And I think with the, uh, again, with Measure C, I think that process in, in itself, it will be similar where the public can weigh in and they can talk about, we want these specific areas to be focused on. Where when it comes to Fresno State and using Fresno County Dollar residence funds, they will have that same say to where they can now talk to the oversight committee and say, we are looking at this. I mean, working together with, in my opinion, if a, a huge coalition of nurses want to come together and they say we would like our nursing program to be expanded this way. If there's a large portion of farmers and, and farm education workers, Uh, that want to restructure it this way, they now have that option where Fresno State currently right now, the public doesn't get any say unless they were able to go up to Sacramento and say, we want this, that, and the other. And I mean, we know how public participation in politics usually goes, and that's probably not going to happen. But but Measure E actually gives the public power because that's their $720 million that Fresno State is technically using from fresno county and it it, but the power is still there with the public
0: yeah so they can hold their elected supervisors accountable if they don't feel like the funds are being spent in the way that they want so Mm -hmm. yeah i mean definitely you know people getting involved in in politics is is definitely one way to approach it obviously your average a uh, hardworking family in Fresno may have time to mm-hmm. uh, jump in, but at the end of the day, a, a lot of times they just have to trust uh, that their elected officials are going to act in their best interests. So, you know, it's 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 a complicated question. One last concern, and this might be a a, a touchy area, uh, but I've seen many people raise concerns about. Um, Richard Spencer, who's been the one kind of bankrolling this uh, proposal, mm-hmm. uh, who uh, is a local builder. Um, is this just a situation in which someone is raising money so they can get some lucrative university construction contracts? Why well, would you I, respond to that?
1: Yeah. So I, I would see a lot of people have, they've made that claim, but I mean, they forget that there's technically the, with Measure E, it is for the university and that somebody needed to step up and make that. Richard Spencer is technically on the line right now that if everybody votes no on November 8th, he's out about $1.52 million with no general benefit. Yeah. And that is where, you know, I look at it as there, if we do measure E, whether it's through Richard Spencer or through somebody else, there will be a builder in place. I mean, right. whether it's a somebody has to build the buildings right. that, that is something that we should all look at as, well, if there's a builder in place and then there's somebody that potentially is bidding on the process, cause there's gotta be a bid on the process. That's how all government contracts, each builder will, will bid on the process and then, then the general committee will look at it. And when it comes to Fresno County, they primarily look at three things. They look at um, the lowest and best bid. And then they also do factor local in as part of that process. And if I'm looking at it to where if somebody's bidding from San Francisco or if somebody's bidding from L.A., and then if we have somebody here locally who, in their mind, potentially has a chance at it, I do look at local as I would prefer somebody to be local. Um, and then when it comes to Richard Spencer and doing this, if you look at Richard Spencer, he's he has given to both sides, left and right, and he's given to numerous charities to where he realistically, in my opinion, he actually put his neck on the line to lose out on more than $1.5 million on if everybody voted no, there is no benefit, general benefit to that. And he still has to go through an even and fair process to even get a bid on there. So it would look at if if is this benefiting the general area is what I would say is what most people should look at. And then if somebody has it in their heart, and I know he cares about Fresno State, and he has his kids that have gone to Fresno State, and he's an advocate for Fresno State, that if there's somebody locally that says, I want to do something to help, and then potentially lose out on everything, that is somebody that I think is actually cares more about the community that a lot of people try to put a negative on. It.
0: Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, like, like what you said before, which is why I don't feel as uncomfortable by that fact is just that, you know someone's going to have to build it and someone you know, is going
1: to build the building <laughs> right
0: and and you know this is you know people don't i mean some people get involved in things purely out of some kind of like deep altruism or like i want to mm-hmm. do this because it'll just make other people's lives better but you know at uh, all at the end of the day i mean we get involved in things for our own reasons mm-hmm. um and it's possible in my mind for a local builder to benefit financially, and it's also possible for a university to benefit academically, athletically, all those kinds of things at the same time, and both those can be true. Exactly. I think, I think sometimes people, you know, what the, the whole thing about how the sausage is made or whatever um, makes people feel icky about the process. But I think, you know, in order to get things done, we have to, things have to be benefit each other you know, there has to be mutual benefit uh, for people to get into bed and together and work on something like this. And And so that's, that's
1: that's where I look at it to where if it's done lawfully, where it's an open bid process, it's not a lot of people like to think that he's going to walk in and get this contract. That is not even how it works remotely close. We're in the same public process where when they're going out and they're bidding, public can weigh into it. Do you prefer you know, a bidder from somewhere else that potentially will charge more or any of that, or are we going with the lowest and best bidder? Yeah. Both. We get that, we get that assurance on there's, he's, it's not somebody it is, there's no, and a lot of people like this word quit pro quo, where you automatically walk in and he gets the contract. Yeah. There's a potential where he loses the contract. And I think even if he looked at it, that if somebody else is going to benefit, that is what he's, I mean, it is on the line right now that he could lose the contract, he could potentially lose the election, but he was still able to put everything up front to where, hey, if Fresno State gets the benefit in our general community, because he lives here in Fresno County, gets the benefit from it, I think that's what a lot of people really want to see.
0: Okay. Well, hopefully people have the enough information to be able to make this decision for themselves um, between now and next week if they haven't already. I do appreciate you coming on. I think uh, we're going to close the way we always close uh, each of these podcast episodes with book recommendations. Um, Is there a book uh, that is important to you that you'd like to share or recommend to the audience? (laughs) Um, I would say, and this is a book that I've always recommended to
1: everybody, just it actually helps people give a glimpse into to my mind and and i do believe the prince by machiavelli is actually one of my favorite reads and and as this world shifts into i mean we've it's it's a it's a different time right now that we're shifting in and whether uh i think people really need to start seeing and getting more involved locally here um that i think Reading The Prince actually gives more of an understanding on some general, well, if you want to be a leader in the community, you know, what has happened previously in the past should be looked at as a model for what we should do into the future. And I think people really do need to look at what has happened in the past generally all across, and then really model themselves after what they see into the future. So I'd recommend The Prince by Machiavelli. Uh, It's a pretty interesting book and it's definitely different. Awesome.
0: Well, uh, where can people go to find out more about what you're up to? And if they want to read more about Measure E, where should they go? So yeah, I would recommend that they follow Measure E on, uh, they can go
1: yes on Measure E or it says good to great for the number four Fresno State. They could look up online right now. uh, Yes on Measure E or good to great for FresnoState.com. They follow again on Twitter as well, all of these same, same handles, good to great for Fresno State or yes on Measure E. Um, with that, I, I recommend that if, the number one thing that I look at, if Fresno County was a state in its own, we'd have 1.1 million residents, which would be about number nine in the universe in, in the United States. Um, and our city of Fresno is actually the fifth largest in California. I look at this as a way that we should have the nice things here in Fresno County and in the city of Fresno. And this is a way to do it. And um, people can go out, read some more. They can order some yard signs if they want. We got seven days left to the election, and uh, I hope they vote yes on Measure E. All right. Thanks, David, for doing this.
0: Of course. Thank you for having me on.
1: Fresno's back.
0: Thanks for listening, folks. As always, you can support this podcast by leaving us a rating and review or by making a financial contribution at our Patreon page, which is www.patreon.com slash Fresno's Best. We'll see you next time.